1: Big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, everybody. Speaking of healthy bodies and sexy bodies, we give a big shout-out and a happy 40th anniversary to our sponsor, Rainbow Grocery. 40 years of serving the greater Bay Area with healthy food amazing prices and doing things that no other store has done. For example, during the height of the AIDS crisis, it was Rainbow Grocery that gave away or gave huge discounts to people living with HIV and AIDS on supplements so that they could live healthier lives. And we are so grateful for people like that in our community. All right, tonight is all about you and your dreams. Have you ever had a nightmare of showing up for school unprepared for a test or running and running and running from some invisible danger that you couldn't name and then you wake up with your heart pounding and a sweat? Or maybe you've had that dream of popping up in a public place in your underwear. These are some of the common dreams people have, and our dream expert tonight, Justina lastly says, these are common for a reason. And tonight she's going to demystify our nightly messages. Yes, messages. And it certainly was Carl Jung who said, if you fail to pay attention to a dream, it's like failing to read a letter that someone writes you. And that was back in the days when people had to write letters to stay in touch. Let me tell you about Justina. She's a founder and director of the Institute for Dream Studies. She's the author of several books on dreams, including Wake Up to Your Dreams, Transform Your Relationships, Career, and Health, Get This, While You Sleep. Now, you know you want that book on your shelf. She's appeared on numerous TV and radio programs and in USA Today. Her website is www.dreamsynergy.com. Welcome to the show, Justina lastly, So great to have you.
0: Thank you, Dr. Brenda. I'm really glad to be here tonight.
1: Good. Now, first of all, what is dream synergy? What does that mean?
0: Well, dream synergy is a, my method of dream interpretation. Um, I've worked in the field of dreams for over 25 years, and I kept seeing the progress people made in making major changes, transformations in their life. And so it became more and more puzzling to me of why are more people not paying attention to these wonderful gods of the night For our life, and I wanted to simplify the process of dream interpretation so that individuals could do this, whether they're working on their dreams alone or in groups. And all of the the methods that I use, the exercises, the ways of looking at the dreams, the ways of simplifying this process, I gather into dream synergy. We think about synergy of gathering the energy of all of these different aspects of our life, of people around us, of experiences we've had, and we want to add these to the dream and and find out what these messages are.
1: So, what are these messages when you say messengers of the night? What are dreams?
0: Well, dreams are it can be defined in many ways, but tonight I think let's talk about them as messages, as guides. If you think about it, you know, our psyche is always with us, our mind of understanding, of looking at experiences, and then in the night when we're at rest and we get out of our way of our own agendas and stuff, we have the ability to tap into our deepest, most creative, wisest self.
1: So you're saying that when we're awake, there's a part of us that gets in the way of this deep, wise self.
0: Yes, absolutely, because, you know, all of the things we've read and studied and, you know, our conscious mind, wants to be in charge and at night we let that go and this wisdom arises from the dream and can offer us so many new ways of proceeding in our life and overcoming struggles and fears and all kinds of emotions so how do that we hold us interpret
1: back? our dreams so that we can get that wisdom you're speaking about you're saying we can overcome fears we can tap wisdom our relationships can get better How do we know? Say you have one of those scary dreams that you said are so common. First of all, why are they so
0: common? The nightmares—is that that what you're referring to?
1: Yes, Dr. you know, popping up yes. in your underwear, the running and running. I
0: know. I guess we we have these things that cause us to pay attention. If dreams were just run-of-the-mill, everything happening as we see it happening in our daily lives, we may not note it in our dreams. And remember it, nightmares, especially recurring dreams. we tend to remember these dreams because number one, recurring dreams annoy us. We have the same kind of dream theme going on in our life, or we have a nightmare that wakes us up, and we are in in terror. Um, And even sweating, our heart racing as if something has actually happened to us. And we can't forget this energy of the dream. I think what happens for us, you were talking about fears in daily life and emotions, is that we subdue all of this. We don't have time to deal deal with being mad or angry, or we don't have time to deal with our fears, but our dreams want us to deal with them. So they bring in an exaggerated form so that it wakes us up out of the night and causes us to remember and pay attention.
1: Okay, so we're going to pay attention and figure out what it is we're really afraid of in our lives if we notice there's fear in the dream. Now, if you want to join the conversation, everyone, call us, and you can talk to Justina Lastly, The number to call in, 347 or you can Facebook us, Dr. Brenda Wade, or text us, excuse me, not text, tweet us, at Dr. Brenda Wade. We'd love to hear hear. from you and see what your questions are about your dreams. So I'm very curious about this, Justina. You say that a dream with a lot of fear imagery in it is a dream calling us to pay attention to a fear that we actually have that we need to resolve. So can you give us an example of what kinds of fears those are?
0: I can. Um, There's so many examples that I have in my book, Wake Up to Your Dream. One of them may be something as simple as the dream of someone caught on a bridge in the rut. I call it caught in the rut. And this was a person who was going through a lot of transition in their life, and they woke up in the dream yelling for help. Well. Many of us are afraid to call out for help. In this particular dream, she's driving across the bridge. She gets caught in a rut. She tries to move her car forward. She can't move it forward, and she realizes at that time she can't do it by herself, and she yells out for help. And at this point, she wakes up in a sweat, more energy and emotion than she would ever imagine could come forth in a dream. And waking and writing down the dream, she realized how afraid she was in asking for help in her life. And she had always been able to do things on her own, but she realized in this transition, at this point in her life, she had to reach out for help. For some people, that wouldn't be a fear. For her, it was an enormous fear that held her back in her life. So just by seeing it clearly... The next day, she started making a list of all the places that she could get help in this transition. And that's just a very simple example, but we are so held back by fears. And I used to wonder, why is fear so prevalent in so many of my clients' dreams? And then I thought, dreams are always calling us to be more than we currently are, to being all that we were given at birth, to be uh, to use all of our talents and and use that to our benefit and to the world's benefit. So
1: well, once that we see is that there's a fear in the dream, and we say okay, like the person you just spoke about, I need help, or maybe I need something else, then that allows us to be more of who we really are. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes,
0: it That's does. Beautiful. We are born with incredible talents, wisdom, all of these things. Children have it. You, you deal with children and you see, they're, we say they're wise beyond their years. And often children lose that because we tell them otherwise, that they need to learn from us, that they need to do what we tell them to do instead of following what they want to do. Where our dream never loses that childlike vision of what makes us an individual. And it shows us that in the dream. So the
1: dream is more our authentic self, is what you're saying. Even sometimes than our daily life allows us to be, the dream is saying, hey, this is who you really are, and this is how you really feel, and this is what you need to do. Now, what about people who don't dream? I have, uh, over the years, met many clients or people who come to our seminars, and, of course, you know, I've spent a lot of time studying the power of dreams because it's part of what I do, but they say, gee, I don't dream. What's going on there?
0: Yeah, they are dreaming. Everyone is dreaming. Every human is dreaming five to six dreams a night. And people are so shocked by that that don't remember their dreams. So it's not a problem of whether we're dreaming or not. It's a Problem of whether we're remembering our dreams, and there's certain things that we can do and and people are always interested how can I increase my dream recall and one of the things I'd say there are two things: intention and commitment are the most important things. so for your listeners, whenever they're listening tonight or to later in you know listening to the program, they will absolutely tap into this dream of the night. So I encourage them to put paper and pencil by their bed or under their pillow and be ready to capture the dream. I don't know if you experience this, but I often remember that I was dreaming, but it's really hard to remember what that dream was about. And even if I sort of remember it when I wake up in an instant, it can evaporate and I don't have the exactly. word for the yeah. dream. Have you it's experienced it Oh, yes.
1: It's, the dreams are ephemeral, and I've trained myself, actually. The moment I wake up, I keep a little journal right next to the bed with a pen. The minute, even before I'm fully awake, I yes. write down the dream. Because I've done <laughs> this before. I'll bet you have, too, Justina. I've said, oh, I'll remember that dream. I can oh, yeah. write this one down. And within 10 minutes, I'm going, now, what was that dream again? Or even 10
2: minutes. It's amazing how fast.
1: Earlier, the conscious mind is so busy and so dominant, it takes over. And it's hard for us to listen to what my grandmother used to call my grandmother, Emily, down in New Orleans, used to say, now, if you want an answer to a problem, You've got to listen to the still small voice inside, and yes. I never knew what she was talking about. But I think that still small voice is what comes through in our dreams. It's the it substance. does,
0: and it's not affected by other people's agenda, what other people want for us. Um, Our expectations may be unrealistic of ourselves. All of those things absolutely is pure, as you said, authentically myself. Dr. Brenda? Can you hear me? (laughs) I've lost you.
1: I hear you loud and clear. We have a caller on the line. Hold on for just a sec. We're going to take a live question. Okay, great. Caller, go right ahead.
2: Oh, okay. Hi, it's Diane. Hi there, so, Diane. How are you? So yeah. I find this fascinating because I, as a young child, had two reoccurring dreams that would continuously reoccur. And as an adult, I, I haven't really had any dreams. But recently, I had—I have thoughts. But I wake up and I write my thoughts down, and it's like three eleven or one eleven. It's always an eleven. And I wake mm. up at that time. And so I start writing them down. But the two dreams I had as a young girl, um, they they really scared me, was one, I was running away from something and I'd fall into a snake pit. And I am paranoid of snakes. And then the second dream I'd always have are these boys, like two or three boys, I think it was mainly two, would run after me. Uh, and they were like the, the, the Broadway show Newsies. They had the knickers <laughs> and then the shirts and the, the suspenders and and uh, the, uh, the the little hat, and they'd run after me, and I'd try to run away, but for some reason I felt like I had cement shoes on and couldn't oh. run. And then I'd have a tightening of my chest, and 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 I was panicky. But then other dreams, as they evolved, I would somehow dance away because I ended up dancing professionally with a ballet company. But I would dance away in a beautiful flowing chiffon gown and just leap away.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Diane, thank you so much for calling in. I think um, these dreams, just the fact that they're still staying with you, and I can tell when you talk about them there's still energy surrounding, that you can actually tap back into that feeling of your feet being like concrete, and there's somebody chasing you, and you can't move forward. So dreams, we can work on childhood dreams and learn a lot about ourselves now, because so many of our patterns of our life are formed in our childhood. So I really encourage you to take these dreams, use some of the exercises in the book, and try to figure out for yourself what they mean. When in my adult life do I feel paralyzed? I cannot move forward. There's something coming. In chase dreams, we often think it's something coming toward us to harm us. But when we stop and face what's coming, what's chasing us, you can't believe the number of times people find that it's some gift that someone has to give them, and they've been running away from it their whole life. I think it's really interesting that these newsies, these these people dressed like that, maybe they have some information to give me, and here I've been running away. So I would encourage you to turn around and journal and think, what do you want of me? Why are you chasing me? Yes, what do you have to share with me? are
1: wisdom, aren't they?
0: Well, yes, yeah, certainly information. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have another that.
1: question. Diane, thank you for calling in with your mm-hmm. question. We have another question here. This one came in via Facebook, and it says, can we use dreams to learn about our relationships, and what do they tell us?
0: Yes, that's why the subtitle of my book is Transform Your Relationships, Career and Health While You Sleep. Relationships are so important, and in dreams what we learn, and this took me years to figure out why I needed to learn about my relationship with myself, before I resolved any relationship with someone else, dreams give us characters and scenarios that we're living in our daily life so much that sometimes we ignore them because we think that's just a replay of what happened to me with someone today. But it's never that; it's always giving us more. So here's what I'm just quickly um, suggest that that person and other listeners do when you have a character in your dream, to think of three adjectives that describe that person in waking life. Like maybe they're really smart, they're sort of shy, and they're very successful. So to think of what part of me is like that and put myself into the dream acting and reacting with myself because what we need to do first is understand ourselves and how we sabotage what we want. Then we can look at our relationship with other people. And the dream is the greatest tool for understanding all those different character aspects of ourselves.
1: So you're saying that when there's somebody in the dream to write down those characteristics and to say how are those characteristics part of who I am?
0: Yes, because Uh as as I'm sure you know from your work, Dr. Brenda, that we are not just one person with one personality characteristic, but in different situations, these show up. I may be very successful and, and driven in my work, but also there's a part of me that really likes to play and have fun. And in a you know, in an appropriate situation, they're great and play out. But say in if that the playful part gets in way of the successful part, or the successful part gets in the way of the playful part. Well, in the dream, these characters can represent all these parts, and we can step back and see ourselves acting and reacting in our own life scenario, and we can see how we trip ourselves up or, or support ourselves. And so
1: basically the question we want to ask is, how does this dream relate to me, whether it's a characteristics of a person, whether it's the symbols in the dream, turning towards someone that's running after us? So we've got another question here.
0: Okay. This question
1: is, is there a method to stop scary dreams?
0: Yes to pay attention and to wake up to your dreams. The reason we have nightmares is that we have ignored the message to the point that we are in danger of really making a mistake or having something really, you know, happen in our lives. When we start getting tornadoes in our lives, um, you know, Uh, any kind of natural disaster showing up or something that frightens us so much, it's usually because we're ignoring this energy in our waking life. We can put it aside, as you said, our waking life, our conscious mind overrides so much. And the dream doesn't want that to happen. So the only reason we have a nightmare is to literally wake us up into consciousness of of what's important in our life and to call us to pay attention. The same message has probably come over and over, sometimes for years, but it's gotten to a point that we need to pay attention.
1: And when we pay attention, what are the most important things for people to do? I know you have a method in your book about committing to the process, remembering dreams, recording dreams, journal and what else do we do? Well
0: what what I did in this dream synergy process, I really kept thinking, what if people were willing to spend a small amount, a short amount of time, what would they do? Because often again we sabotage ourselves thinking that we have to remember our dreams every night and we're not going to do it, so we do nothing. So I want your listeners to commit to themselves. Maybe once a week on Saturday morning, they're going to try to remember their dreams and write it down. Maybe once a month, that would be better than probably what they're doing now. And then I want them to focus on three aspects of the dream, emotions, character, and beliefs. I, I, when I, I, characters, I guess, was the first thing that I realized that we could use to get to know ourselves. You mean the characters
1: so, that are in the dream, like the new, theme, the Diane. Characters in the
0: dream. dream, emotions in the dream, and belief systems in the dream. So you know how we can totally tell someone else what they need to do with their life. We can see clearly what they need to do, but it's hard for us to see for ourselves. But that dream figures, as we already talked about, will offer us that vision. We talked a little bit about emotions. I have a vocabulary of emotions where we talk about mad, sad, glad, and afraid. So many people do not even know what they feel. And through research um, in graduate school, I realized that we are making decisions based on our emotions, and most people don't even know what they feel. Thought, yeah, so wow, we're, not we're really making decisions.
2: Tuned. The
1: dream is a way to get in tune, you're saying, with what we're really feeling so that yes. we can pay attention. Now, one of the final steps that I know you have in your process is follow the new wisdom. So do you have a story that you can tell us about somebody who followed wisdom of the dream maybe in a relationship area because, you know, we are all about love here.
0: Yes. Well, I'll use my own example of of that. I um I was um I'd gone through a divorce. I was single in other relationships, dating, and I knew that I wanted to have a lifetime partner, that I really wanted to get married again, but I couldn't seem to make that that find the right person. And so because I pay such close attention to my dreams, I followed that. And I was sharing one day with someone who I sometimes worked with my dreams, and I started talking about the dream that I'd had. And I realized that actually the energy was there from my meeting someone, and she encouraged me to find that, and I knew exactly. It came to England, New England, and I thought this, like this person could not be from England or New England because I don't. that's not where I know people from. It has to be somewhere else. But I actually met someone, and when I asked where they were from, they said, well, my family's from England, but I've spent most of my life in New England. And I cannot tell you the chills that went over me when I heard those words of my dream mind of this knowing. I still don't understand fully how I knew, but it is amazing what we do know and the guidance we do have. Did
1: you and marry I say that?
0: Person? I'm sorry.
1: Did you marry that person? Yes,
0: I did. I did. Oh, and it was I write about it in my dream. It was a phenomenal Thing, I actually met them on eHarmony, which I could not believe that I was going to even do eHarmony. And then we met, and it was just, yes, we've been married seven years now, and it was such a gift. But if I had not been paying attention to my dreams, I would have never done this. I would have never. I've made, had a lot of hard, um, difficult situations in my life in health and relationships, and my dreams have been my greatest friend and God.
1: So they've guided you to solutions you needed and even guided you to recognize who was going to be your husband when he showed up. So we have one last question very quickly. Let's get this one in if we can. Okay. Okay, can we learn the truth about situations and dreams, or is this all a fantasy?
0: One of the things when I started working with dreams in 1990, and I had gone through so many self-help, I was always interested in what made me and other people, individuals, and, and really tick. And it was the dreams, my dreams, that gave me my first truth. In belief in myself, I had always been told that other people knew best for me. I was very confused by what was true in my life. I've never had anything like a dream to give me that truth because it's mine authentically, and it's not influenced by what other people want and so yes i i I can't believe how dreams do show us the honest truth all they right, want so everyone,
1: I'm sorry we don't have more time to take <laughs> more of your questions because this is such a fascinating topic because we all have a subconscious mind, most of us aren't in touch with it. It takes a lot of paying attention to start noticing what. Justina, lastly, is teaching us, but you can shortcut that by picking up her book. The book has such a great title, Justina. I love it. It's Wake Up to Your Dreams. Transform Your Relationships, Career, and Health While You Sleep. Follow those steps. So this is a show you're going to want to listen to again. Listen to those steps that Justina gave. And, Justina, thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom with us so generously. And there is a part of us that is always wanting us to wake up so we can love better, and that starts with some self-love, everybody. So I appreciate you, Justina. All right, everyone, stay with us in the coming weeks. We have more fascinating guests, just like our guest tonight, Justina. We've got Dr. Richard Rothstein next week. We have Mark Green after that, Where Are the Good Men?, we have Dandi Dalin, The Five Elements of Love. And on October 27th, we're going to feature our own sponsor and some of the celebrities that shop at Rainbow Grocery. And Dr. Rothstein, if you don't know, has been all over the news and PBS and everywhere else talking about how some of the situations in America that are most difficult to heal came about you will want to hear him he's freaking brilliant all right everyone i love you blessings and a big huge thank you to our producer LeGrand green to our associate producer cliff dunning and to all of you our modern love audience and community good night